What's up, Braves country? This is the Braves Craze podcast for February 16th, 2020. It's around 9.05 p.m. on a Sunday night, and I smell something in the air. That something is spring training. To me, this is one of the coolest times of the year. You know, I read a tweet the other night that said that spring training was the most overrated thing. Uh, Pitchers and catchers reporting was not a big deal. I tell you what, I I couldn't disagree with that more. Uh, This, to me, is is, is showing that baseball is back and the Braves are back. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, Before we get into the podcast, I would, as always, would like to ask you to give this podcast a follow. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, app, or website. And then also, if you will, give me a follow on Twitter, at Dr. Braves. The D and the B are capitalized in that Twitter handle. So some housekeeping before we get started. Uh, Last week's podcast, I reported that uh, the Mookie Betts trade had gone through, and and that was a little premature. It had been agreed upon, but after some uh, medical situations, uh, the pitcher, who I believe from the Twins' name was Greaterall, was not healthy, and they had to actually make the trade differently. Uh, It did go through. Mookie Betts is a Dodger, so that does stand. Uh, The one thing I will say that changed is the Jock Peterson deal uh, sending Jock Peterson out of uh, L.A. was canceled. So Jock Peterson now remains a Dodger. So we'll talk about Jock Peterson in a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned last week, he's a guy that I would be interested in for the Braves to have, and we had been linked to him more than once in the past. So spring training you know, is in the air. The Braves are in Northport, Florida, their brand-new home. Uh, you know, that's kind of bittersweet to me. Uh, I certainly think – Uh, We understand why they moved, Uh, a nicer facility. They're closer now to the other uh, spring training locations for other Florida Grapefruit League teams. So the travel, the bus rides are not like they were. There's more time to be on the field and practice now as opposed to riding a bus. Uh, But those of you that have been to Disney uh, and the wide world of sports and Disney, that's a cool place. And, you know, my family has been twice to Disney in the last few years, and we've gone to uh, to to the baseball games and gone to see the Braves at spring training. Uh, I actually once saw a game. I once just went out and watched them practice a little bit uh, at, at Disney in, in the Orlando area. So uh, I'm going to miss being able to go to Disney and go to spring training, uh, but I think for the Braves in Northport, they certainly have a good deal going there, and I do hope to get down that way at some point in time in the near future to see the new facility and watch some spring training. That's a great time to see baseball, great time to see prospects and, and guys out there and kind of get the gist of what the season's going to be. So I know those guys are excited as well. Uh, we've seen uh, that a few guys have been showing up early already. Uh, just to mention a few names, uh, Ron Lacuna, Ozzie Albies were there day one. Uh, certainly exciting to see those guys out there running around. Uh, Johan Camargo was down there. Uh, certainly all the pitchers and catchers reported. There was one pitcher, though, that did not report, and that was the first news out of spring that actually is some really bad news. So I'm sure you've seen by now Cole Hamels, uh, the Braves' only starting pitcher acquisition uh, of of any significance anyway, uh, is going to be out about three weeks, uh, they've reported, before we can start seeing him actually show up and throw in uh, and doing baseball activities. Uh, Cole actually has a shoulder injury, a left shoulder injury, his pitching shoulder that he has – had in the past some, and apparently he aggravated this doing some medicine ball work uh, a little bit, a little while back, and felt some discomfort, got shut down, and now they're saying he's going to be shut down for three weeks. Uh, we'll probably miss opening day, or I'll, I'll almost 
definitely miss opening day uh, and start the season on the disabled list, which is going to give us, uh, I guess, a chance for some of these other guys, young pitchers, to step up again. I mentioned last week in the podcast that I felt like one of the keys for the Braves to move forward uh, was to have some young guys get in there, uh, make an impact, whether it be pitchers and or position players, and, and then get a chance to stay in the rotation or stay in the lineup or stay on the team for more than a, a week or so at a time. Because last year we had a few guys come up and you know, had a bad outing, uh, didn't hit very well, uh, and actually got sent back out quickly uh, and did not have a chance to stay with the team. So this does give now two rotation spots uh, open with Cole Hamels being out. Uh, you know, it gives a Kyle Wright, uh, a Bryce Wilson, Tuki Toussaint, Sean Newcomb, among others, uh, a chance to be in there. Also jumping around of note, the Braves did re-sign uh, Josh Tomlin, I just read a few days ago, to a minor league deal. You'll remember Josh Tomlin pitched mainly out of the bullpen last year as the long man, but he did make a spot starter too at some point in time and was pretty good for the Braves all year. Uh, eating up some innings, being reliable, coming in and, and being the long reliever in the, for the most part. Although he did have a stretch down the down the stretch in, in August, September, where he did come in in the later innings and do some pretty nice work in relief for the Braves. So I think Josh Tomlin was signed to a minor league deal. Uh, that's kind of a no-lose deal for the Braves. Uh, you know, I, I think Josh is a guy that will fill a nice role for us, and uh, I think that's a good move, and I'm happy to see him coming back because he did do a nice job last year. Uh, back to Cole Hamels a second. You know, the Braves love these one-year deals, and I understand that. Uh, Cole Hamels is 36, uh, and I don't think we ever expected Cole Hamels to come in and pitch 200 innings for us. So Cole Hamels is going to miss some time uh, at some point in time this season. We knew that. It is a bit disheartening to me, though, that he's going to miss the time to begin with, and, and that kind of leaves the question, uh, you know, what are we going to get out of Cole Hamels this year? Now, you know, I've seen some panic out there uh, on Twitter and some of the writings I've read. Uh I'm not going to panic right now about this, but I will say the $18 million signing of Cole Hamels is becoming troubling now since we don't know what we're getting out of Cole Hamels. So, uh, you know, I think I also find it kind of strange uh, that Cole Hamels had not reported to Northport uh, with, with normal pitchers and catchers. You know, one of Cole Hamels' deals is he's there in the clubhouse to, to help guys like Max Freed and Mike Soroka and some of the young guys, Fulte, I'm sure, as well. And then some of the young guys, I mentioned the Bryce Wilsons and the, the Kyle Wrights and those guys. You know, Cole Hamels tends to play a huge role there, and I would like to see him get down to Northport as quick as he can because I do think that uh, Cole Hamels is not just here to certainly fill a hole, although I do know he's going to fill a pitching rotation spot, and we expect 125 to 150 innings out of Cole this year, I'm guessing. But, but his other role is going to be that clubhouse leader that brings the experience, that brings uh, that knowledge base. And I, I, would, I would expect to see Max Freed and Mike Soroka tagging Cole Hamels, tagging around him, being around him a good bit this year. So uh, get well, Cole. We need you down in, in Florida as well, though, as quick, quick as we can in my mind. And hopefully this won't be a huge deal, but it's something to monitor going forth. And I, I do think we'll have Probably two different guys now in the rotation. I almost said two young guys, but you also have Josh Tomlin and King Felix competing uh, for that fourth and fifth spot now. So one of those guys could be in there, or you could see two of the young guys, but definitely two, two rotation spots now are going to be open to start the season more than likely for the Braves. Uh, moving on to another story I've read uh, that's been really a, a hot kind of topic all of a sudden. 
Johan Camargo reported to spring training very early with pitchers and catchers, and Johan obviously is not a pitcher or catcher, uh, but Johan looked great. He, he came in down a lot of weight. Uh, last year, Johan uh, got a little heavy, honestly. He did some weightlifting, I think, and put on some, some, some strength, but he may have gotten a little more weight on there, too, and we saw Johan at some point in time not look uh, like himself, look a little bigger than he should, and uh, consequently, that made him, I believe, struggle defensively uh, in the middle infield spots and even at the corner infield spots as well and, and in the outfield spots. So, uh, Johan came in, they said, dropped 15 to 20 pounds. Uh, if you've seen his picture, I wasn't really sure who he was at first. He was sitting down signing an autograph. I saw him on TV. And then we've seen some tweets about Johan in the cage, and he looked really locked in hitting the baseball on uh, some video you saw in the batting cage. So, uh, this is very encouraging for me. Uh, it's no secret on this podcast, and the folks have listened, that I'm a big Johan Camargo guy, a uh, big fan of this guy. Uh, you know, I wanted him to be that super utility guy last year and get 350 to 400 bats, and I, I sort of feel like Johan got done wrong last year, and I've been vocal about that. But Johan Camargo uh, coming in this kind of shape shows he's ready to go, and I look for a big, big season from Johan this year. Uh, you know, I, I'm, my guess is he starts the season as the third baseman. Uh, Austin Riley could have something to say about that for sure in spring training, and I'm a big Austin Riley guy as well. So uh, Austin Riley having a good spring along with Johan would be an ideal situation. That might let the, those two guys split some time at third. And then maybe if Riley continues to blossom like I hope he will, then Johan does become that utility super guy that gets his at-bats by spilling uh, people three to four days a week, which I think, you know, Johan can certainly do that and still keep his average and his hitting uh, with us for sure. You know, I also think Johan's a guy that, that can, can bat uh, in the two, five, six range for our team and, and be a good player. Let's not forget two years ago in the second half of the season when Johan finally won the job, uh, he was one of our best hitters down the stretch. He played great and uh, did nothing to lose that job and it just came in the next year with Josh Donaldson being signed and, and the Braves couldn't find a spot for Johan to go in and play. So, uh, I'm excited about Johan Camargo. Uh, again, he looks great. He, he's very fit, looks strong, uh, looks a little more mobile, and certainly in the batting cage as a switch hitter, he was locked in, uh, certainly uh, hitting the baseball. Uh, I want to move on to a couple of other things to mention here. Uh, I read an article by, at MLB.com uh, that the Braves had four guys to land in their top 10, excuse me, top 100 players in the majors for this year, and I wanted to briefly mention that. Uh, Ronald Acuna came in at number 12. Uh, 15 was Freddie Freeman right behind Ronald. Uh, Ozzie Albies came in at 55 and Mike Soroka at 67. So I would say those are probably the Braves' top four guys right now. Uh, I think Max Freed would be a guy who's moving on and coming in uh, strong, coming on strong there. Uh, Marcelo Zuna also is a guy that you got to think about that might have been pretty close in there, you would hope, as well. Uh, but Acuna at 12, I would almost think that's a little low for Ronald uh, after the season he had last season and uh, some of the hype coming out this year. Freeman at 15 is, is just the steadiest guy uh, for sure. And then Albies, 55, seems a bit low for Ozzy Albies the way he played because he was arguably our most consistent player last year uh, for the Braves. So uh, good for the Braves having four guys in there. I believe they could have been higher. Soroka, 67 is probably about right. Although I look for Soroka to take another step forward this year, and that number may move up uh, as we go forth, I would say, as well. Uh, speaking of Ronald Cunha, uh, you know, he, he's been quoted a few times in spring training already. 
And one of the things he said was his goal is 50-50. So, uh, you know, 50-50 is a lofty, lofty thing. And, and if anybody can do that on this team or really, really anywhere in baseball, Ronald Acuna is the guy I would bet on. Uh, he came really close to 40-40 last year, led the league in steals, uh, I believe with 37, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he came up just short of the 40, did have the 40 home runs. But uh, a 50-50 thing, if he gets anywhere close to that, and cuts down any strikeouts, you know, he's going to win the MVP with those kind of numbers. And he's my bet right now if I had to pick the MVP of the National League. I'm going to Ronald Acuna. Uh, I would certainly take him right now, and I think that's a – I'm not a betting guy, but if I were, uh, he's the guy I would take. And I do look for a huge season out of Ronald, and if he can get 50-50, uh, the Braves are going to be front and center of a lot of things this season. I mentioned uh, Jock Peterson. I'm talking about him real quick. Uh, I said last podcast that, man, he, that he was traded pretty cheap to the Angels, and that trade uh, was rescinded after this other uh, Mookie Betts thing went down or, or didn't go down the way it was initially supposed to. So, Jock Peterson still in the do- with the Dodgers. Uh, I wonder what Jock Peterson would cost us is my question. Uh, a Jock Peterson, uh, Adam Duvall platoon in, in right field uh, with Ozuna and Acuna in left and center would be something I'd be very interested in if I were the Braves. Uh, he, he had gone uh, to the Angels for a top 12 or so prospect for the Angels, which to me is a pretty cheap price for a Jock Peterson. He's a guy with some big-time power. Uh, he struggled against lefties for sure, but but having Adam Duvall out there to me would make this an ideal platoon timeshare situation. Uh, I know that sort of sort of does away with Nick Markakis playing and also in there in Ciarte. Uh, but I, I think that would be something I would be really interested in if I were the Braves, and especially if he is someone we can get pretty cheap to upgrade that outfield and fall in that fifth or sixth hole in the lineup. Uh, you know, the Braves really don't have a, a, a real fifth hitter after Marcelo Zuna, uh, I don't think, anymore. Uh, there's, there's, there's four guys or so in there. You could probably bat somewhere near there. Uh, the good news is they probably haven't got a true eight hitter either. All those guys are better than an eight hitter. So, uh, you know, I, I think Camargo uh, could probably fill that hole a good bit. Marquecas, if he plays, is probably going to bat fifth, is my guess. Uh, NCRT would be the guy that probably hits eighth in my book if he gets to play this year or if he's not traded. Uh, you know, I, I, I've said before, I think that uh, a Duval Marquecas platoon is better than Ender NCRT. You lose some defense by, by putting Ronald in center and, playing, and not playing Ender, but, you know, I don't know that I really think it's that much. I mean, Andrew Ciarte has won some gold gloves in center field. But Ronald Acuna is faster. He's got a better arm in my mind. Uh, yeah, he's a little more careless right now and not quite as polished. But uh, I think Ronald Acuna is going to be a really good player uh, in the outfield defensively. He's already a great player offensively. And he's still a pretty good player defensively. But I think he gets better defensively. And then Christian Pache is coming. Andrew Wars is coming to play center field very soon. So, uh, I, I still am in favor of, of trying to, to move Ender out with, by trade and bring in uh, either go with Marquecas, Duvall, or maybe even look to bring in a Jock Pearson would be phenomenal in my mind. Uh, I also wanted to say I read where Martin Prado retired a few days ago. Let me just kind of take a second and, and talk about Martin Prado. He, he is one of the beloved Braves who, who we traded, uh, and I didn't like the trade, but we traded him. I believe he went out in one of the Upton trades, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and, and Martin was a guy that we really missed. I mean, he was a clubhouse leader. He was a versatile, super utility guy who could play second. 
uh, third, some outfield, clutch, clutch hitter, uh, just a beloved guy. I got to watch Martin play some some double A ball in, in Mississippi before he came up, and you know I saw then he was a very intangibles type guy who just was going to be a, a really plus for this team. And you know the Martin Prado trade to get him out of out of Atlanta was something that I think was a bad day in Atlanta, and uh, you know we missed him from time and time, or we missed him from year to year after that. And I heard a few rumors about Martin coming back uh, over the years, but it never happened. And Martin Prado. One of my favorite Braves that, that we got rid of way too soon. So congratulations on a great career, Martin. You'll be missed, uh, and certainly in Braves country, you're a beloved guy to me and many, many others. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to really mention, uh, and they're just some trivial things, but we've seen some video on Twitter of some guys taking BP. I've already mentioned Johan Camargo. Uh, a young man named Bryce Ball, who I was not that familiar with, a big, strong left-handed bat. I believe he plays first base. He's listed at 6'6", 235, was, was video taking some swings a couple days ago. And this guy's a monster. I mean, he, he has hit already at Danville last year and hit well. Uh, you know, I think he's pretty young and, and he's not that close yet. But uh, 13 home runs at Danville last year and only 145 at bats. Hit 300 and slugged almost 700, like 676. In Danville, of course, that's single A ball, but uh, this guy looks like he's going to be a, a force. And again, he's not really on the radar yet. So the Braves have done such a good job of scouting and finding these kind of guys. And this is a big, strong kid. Uh, you know, he's a first baseman, so Freddie Freeman's going to have that position locked down. We hope for a long, long time. But Bryce Ball's a name to keep your eyes on because uh, he, he looked like he's a guy that can rake at the plate. And, and that 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 sound the ball was making on the batting cage with him uh, was really, really impressive. Also saw, saw Drew Waters taking cuts and swings. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Drew is one of my favorite guys, as you know, and uh, switch hitting outfielder who's at AAA level right now. He's pretty close to being in Atlanta, I think. Uh, Want to see what Drew does this spring, but but his batting batting practice, uh, batting cage session was also pretty impressive as well. So, so that's the show for the day. Uh, listen back soon and check back soon for other news coming out of spring training. Uh, there's baseball coming pretty soon from Northport in spring training. I believe the Braves open up in about a week, a little over a week or so with their first spring training game. Uh, I'm a big old kid, and I'm really excited about that. So uh, baseball is back, and let's go Braves. listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to follow the Braves doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.